Hello and welcome to The Fen, proudly brought to you by George's Fine Meats, Cherry Brook, and also Five Star Real Estate. Really good to have you along. How good is it to have the footy back? I know this man is very excited. Jimmy, Jack, welcome back to The Fen, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Yes, it's great to have the footy back on. The boys were playing fair income on the weekend. It was, oh, yeah. The rugby league was the winner. I know Wayne Bennett said that rugby league was the winner, but it was right. It was from, from Redcliffe to to Leichhardt Oval. There, there were a heap of crowds there at Brookfar. They, they were packed. It was just a great weekend for the footy. And so we, we had some fantastic results and some different results, which we didn't predict. So it all all t- toward, led towards a great season for this year. How did your tips go? I got four out of eight. How did you go? I got five. I was pretty happy with five. I think five was almost the max for the weekend. Everyone seemed yeah. to struggle. I, I, I did back Parramatta, so that was a my biggest mistake. But they went yeah, down. They went down in extra time. It was hardly a flogging. Come yeah. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that's right. So four or five was about a pass mark. Yeah. Um, yes, I don't see too many people to pick Redcliffe to to win their well, first game. Look, they're not called Redcliffe, Jimmy. Are they? All right. Not they should be, but they're not. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're, going to with, we're going to stick with dolphins for now, okay? But we'll we may build a campaign because I'm with you. I want them to have a, a geographical name, be it Morton Bay, East Coast Dolphins, or just Redcliffe yeah, okay. Dolphins. Let's do it. Let's yep. push the bandwagon. But right now, they are just the dolphin. Anyway, big okay. show, big show coming up, Jimmy. So much to talk about. Um, we've got uh, George's Fine Meats, Cherry Brooks, Code Word of the Week. Of course, that's coming up, and our new segment, the Five Star Five which is brought to you by Five Star Real Estate. This is going to be the, the five talking points of the weekend, the eye-catching moments, if you like. So we're going to have that. Yep. But we've got to kick it off, Jimmy, with the Dolphins. What That yep. was just epic at Suncorp Stadium, what they yep. produced against the Roosters, 28 to 18, 33,000 fans. Wayne Bennett has made us all look like fools. Yes, he has. He loved it. He loved it. He was, and he was there. What thirty six years ago when the Broncos coach when they played at, at Lang Park and coach, yeah. and then thirty six years later he's back, and it was a fantastic crowd. They're certainly building in their support. And look, mate, the way they played with so much commitment and heart, it was fantastic. Look, they were saying, "Oh, look, they're going to come last. They'll be lucky to get off the bottle." They were bloody fantastic. We really said that. <laughs> we all said that, didn't we? They're going to come. They yeah. could still come last, Jimmy. They could still no. come last, but no, they won't. No, no, they won't come last. Not not on that performance. Yeah, yeah. The, they talk about the Roosters being being a, a grand finalist team. Well, they gave them a football lesson. Oh, you know, and, and Wayne Bennett, he was just you got to give it to the bloke. You know, yeah, he's seventy three years of age, and he is the master coach. He absolutely is the master coach for what he's done. To be coaching for, what, 30, he's 36 years coaching, but he's also coached another 11 years in Brisbane before that from about 1975 or 76. That's amazing what he's done. He just says a few words, gets it done, and those boys, they all stood up, and he should be extremely proud of every one of them. I thought, was he foxing? The way they played in the trial matches, I saw the game against the, the Gold Coast. They were terrible, and I thought, Maybe he's just holding them back because he's a wily old thing, Wayne Bennett, as yeah. you know. I thought maybe he might have been foxing, but I did not see that performance coming right from the word go. And again, I thought, okay, first twenty minutes, yeah, they're, the crowd's here. They're just gonna they're gonna have a crack, then they're gonna fade later. But they just got stronger and stronger. And and Felice Cafusi, who I probably thought was <laughs> going down the other side of the hill in his career, absolutely played mm. the best game he's played in years. He was inspirational, yeah. a deserved yeah. winner of the the inaugural Artie Beats and Legacy Medal. Yeah. 
Yeah, how good was that? But, you know, the, the smart thing was he built his team on the two Bromwich brothers, Felice Cafusi, uh, young Wallace was there, and, and young uh, Connolly, uh, Connolly uh, Llewelly, uh, who came on and scored a try at background. He built his team on, on his pack, and that's where they really took it to the to, to East or to the Roosters, and they on, on a tough pack but also on a great defensive effort. Like some of those, three of those hits by Felice Cafusi, like they oh. were under your ribs and they, oh, they, they, were, they were, yeah, bone it's- rattlers to the, to the bottom of your teeth. In any era, they were. A, in any era, yeah. yeah. He was, he was, fan, and he led the way. Like he took the game was on its knife edge at twenty five after about twenty five minutes, and he turned it to uh, the, the Dolphins' way with those three hits on Butcher, uh, on Smith as well, which turned all of a sudden they, you could see their heads on the roosters going, "Holy yeah. cow! This bloke's come to play." They didn't come to play, and the Roosters didn't have anyone to put it back on him. Normally they have JWH, the big dog would be there. Uh, Lodge didn't put it back on him, and he whacked him and yeah. stacked him, and, and they they knew they were in for a game, and they they but they built their whole win on defence and had some speed out wide and, and got away, got a good gap on at the end of the game. And they got bashed, the Roosters. They got bashed. Radley yeah. had to go off. Lodge is out for six weeks with a fracture, I think, to his uh, – to his cheekbone, they got just bashed. And that's my one reservation about the Roosters going forward. They've got some exciting stuff out wide, but and when Joey Manu comes back and Waria Hargreaves, but maybe yeah. they're just a bit thin in the forwards, especially with Crichton out indefinitely. But I just want to mention also, Jimmy, a guy who could really thrive for the Dolphins, a guy who's been playing yeah, for a crap team for a few years now, and he's always been one of their best, but never got the raps. Jeremy Marshall King. Yes. I thought he was I thought he was exceptional. And and with a really good coach there, he, he could go yeah. to another level. He's always been very underrated. Yes. Yeah, that's right. He's played with Canterbury for a number of years. He stepped up. He was instrumental. Like, I had him as my second best on player yeah. behind uh, Felice Cafusi. Jeremy Marshall King was fa- he got our dummy half. He took him on. Yeah, it's all built on going we're going forward, got a quick play of the ball in behind the rack. He was dynamite. He scored one and set up or he set up set up two tries. He was fantastic. Um and, and Bennett built the success of the team on that forward pack. That was my point he was making, which yeah. is probably alluding to, you know, they didn't play razzle dazzle stuff until it was twelve all and they were on top. It was a great effort by uh by by uh, the Dolphins. You correct me again. It was a great effort by the Dolphins. And Call them Redcliffe, mate. Dolphins. Call them Redcliffe. Because they were chanting Redcliffe in the grandstands. They were chanting Wait. Redcliffe, yeah. So mm. everyone's calling mm. them Redcliffe. Let's just go with Redcliffe. Hey, did you yeah. what did you think of all the red fins in the grandstand? <laughs> that was pretty good. You wouldn't want to be you wouldn't want to be good. sitting behind one, would you? No, you wouldn't see the footy. <laughs> no. Can I be a can yeah. I be a, can I be a narc? I'm not usually a narc. Yeah. Narc. yeah. Um when 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 did you last see a red dolphin? Um Good question. Good question. Unless it's being mauled by a shark. I, I, I don't remember too many red dolphins. Anyway. Yeah, no, that, no, off the top of my head, no. Is that, that's, just, that's just nitpicking, isn't it? You are. You're nitpicking, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, we move on. We move on. But great, Dave. You know, and Jimmy, a great story. Above all else, a great yeah. story because without the dolphins yesterday, we'd all be talking about other issues like concussions. We are going to talk about concussions, but that yeah. would be the main talking point. But where it's really good, it's really good for rugby league, and it's really good for rugby league in Queensland because we've got another team there, not just the Broncos. You've got obviously Townsville, you've got Broncos, you've got you know, the Gold Coast. They're a really strong side in a really, really good location just north of Brisbane, and it's a it's a big hub. So it's really good for the game to have 
a really strong team up there. So I think it's a really great, a smart move by Peter Volandis and Andrew Abda. All right, the five-star five. Uh, this is from our friend Steve at Five Star Real Estate. Uh, Dolphins, absolutely. Yes, Steve. Yeah, Steve, he's a big big supporter. Uh, Dolphins, yes, absolutely. Now, Steve's a mad Manly man. So he's, he said Tommy Travojevic has come back for Manly. He's got that on his yeah. top five. Cameron Munster, his bravery against the Eels, coming back from a, a compound fracture of the finger to steer them to victory in Golden Point. Incredible. Not to mention the Storm's record of not losing a round one game since 2003 under Craig Bellamy. The Lachlan mm. Ilias tackle on Ronaldo Militalo. How good was mm. that? And mm. the fifth one, Jerome Luai and Jamin Salmon having a spat at uh, Penrith Stadium there after they went down to the Broncos. What do you think of that? Do you Did you get in any stouches with teammates back in the old Tigers days? Yeah, yeah. On field? Yeah, a few words with, with Blocker every now and again. Um Nothing, nothing in it, but you just you're speaking from the heart, you know. And sometimes things build up, bit of frustration. Uh, you know, Blocker wasn't the only one, uh, Benny. Uh, but I, I understand where that's coming from. You know, um, they've been successful. They weren't. You know, they've lost two in a row now. So, um, yeah, that, that's just a bit of player ban. I don't read too much into it. You know, um, I think they're just going to sort things out. But it was public, so everyone saw it. Yeah, I don't have a big issue with it either. Um, those sort of blobs go up go on throughout the game, and that one just happened to happen at the end of the game, and there was a camera there. The Lachlan mm. Elias tackle on um, Ronaldo Militalo was a great tackle. It reminded me of George Gregan for the Wallabies all those years ago, yeah. just flying across, knocked the ball out of Jeff Wilson's arms. Same thing. The only difference was Jeff Wilson wasn't smiling and carrying on like Militalo was. It's extremely embarrassing for him. He does like to give a grin as he scores the try, but he may mm. reconsider that from now on because he was made to look really foolish. Yeah, yeah. You know, he does like to get airborne and put the ball down with one hand, that sort of stuff. And that's what can happen. Someone can just, you know, go for a tackle, hit it with, hit it with their hand and knock the ball out. So really, you know, you've got to have the ball attached to your body when you're and even arming off as you're going down to put it down safely. He, he's, I'm sure he's learned a big lesson because that try was critical in, in Cronulla. They should have got that one. And there was another one there when the when the referee called it back from a forward pass. They potentially mm. could have had two tries that could have won the game. So it was a real turning point um, and momentum shift against the Sharkies, uh, but it was, it was a great tackle. Yeah, 27 to 18, uh, Souths getting the win over the Sharkies there. And Wade Graham looks like, well, three to four weeks suspension. He's looking at for a high shot on Davey Moala, the young mm. Rabbitohs rookie. What about Cam Munster? Uh, I was at Combank Stadium for this game, as you know, Jimmy, and word got around at halftime that Munster's not coming back. He's got a com- compound fracture of the finger, and I thought, you know, you, need, you don't like seeing players get injured, but as a passionate eel, I thought, well, that's got to help. That's got to help our cause. It was a tight game. Yeah. But then, yeah. as I was telling everyone in the director's club what was going on, out trots Munster. And then they're, yeah. they're looking at me saying, mate, you just told me he has a compound fracture of the finger. Yeah. And there, there he is out in the field, and what a – he did have the compound fracture. There's nothing disputing that, but he went out there and he just thought, I'm going to keep playing. And What, what, a, what a gutsy effort, you know, because his team needed him. You know, you have a compound fracture. It's a bit like that sort of finger there, except oh. the bone comes through. It's, it's a little oh. bit like that one. Um, um, so except I think he had this one, actually. Um, For those that can't so see what Jimmy's doing, yeah, he's showing these oh, gnarled fingers. No YouTube today, no YouTube. Well, we could, but there's also going just on audio. Oh, okay, audio, yeah. okay. Yeah, so my middle finger is displaced about 45 degrees and at, the, at the second joint, so that's what we're looking at. So he had that, but the skin, the, the bone was through the skin. Look, they taped it together. They probably gave an injection as well just to kill the pain. And as long as he can catch and pass, 
he's right to go and play. You know, they can fix it up after. So, you know, players have had those injuries in the past and and kept playing. But these days, they they probably yeah they probably don't. But he, he he's a bit of a throwback monster and let me out there and he was fantastic. Some of your best games are played when you're injured, and uh, he was he was out there at star for for the storm. Yeah, and uh, he's a little tougher than I was because I remember I, I played for Asquith. I tried to tackle a uh, giant Beacon Hill front rower, and I ended up with a thumb looking like yours. It was badly dislocated. <laughs> you know what? The last thing on my mind was getting back out there and playing. <laughs> it was just like, get me out of here. Really? Someone, someone fix this. So Munster is the opposite to me. Uh, what about yeah, Tommy? Yeah. What about Tommy Travojevic, Jimmy? Um, yeah. He didn't go flat out, but we didn't think he would go flat out, did we? He had to ease his way back in after all the injury worries he's had, and he he, he was still effective. He was still yeah. a thorn in Canterbury's side, but obviously Daly Cherry Evans was a star with three tries. But it was yeah. great to yeah. see Tommy out there and, most importantly, getting through the game. Yeah, DC was a star. He scored three, but Tommy was fantastic. He scored one assist and another one. And I love Tommy. I love watching him play. I love what he brings to the game. I love his, his unstoppable. When he's when he's got the ball, when he's on on uh, in in that great form that we saw a couple of years ago, but yes, he um, I don't think I think maybe it might have just been a cramp, but he certainly wasn't stretching out in the yeah, second. Yeah, cramp they reckon. The yeah. First half, he, he wasn't stretching out. He was certainly holding back. Uh, I, I give you the benefit of the doubt that there's a bit of cramp because he hasn't played since what May or June May. last year. Mm. So yeah, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. He seemed to run okay, um, but but certainly. He'll need to get over that cramp, but he was outstanding. And, and so too was Alakawatu. He, he was fantastic for uh, for Manly as well. Um, no Desi. <laughs> no Desi. And who would have predicted without Desi? They absolutely gave them a caning. From the doggies' point of view, they'll be very disappointed the fact that they only scored one try. You know? We're going to come back. We're going to come to the we're going to come to the doggies in a minute because we're going to okay. talk we're going to talk about the clubs. Or your club, the Tigers and the Bulldogs, who I consider are starting new eras, as, as well as the Sea Eagles under Anthony Seabold. We'll come back to that, but I want to talk about concussions because that is an issue. Uh, Ricky Stewart went off the Richter scale with his uh, comments saying that uh, they, you know, that you should yeah. trust the coaches. We will not put players out there who have concussion because um, yeah. we want to respect player welfare as well. And this yeah. all comes RFDA back to don't, don't trust the coaches. That's what he said. Yeah, oh yeah, he's scathing about it uh, because it all comes back to Kalen Ponga. This is where it all kicked off on on the Friday night uh, against the Warriors. The game was in the, on on the line, two points of the difference. When Ponga was involved in a bit of a collision, he stayed down for a bit, and then the independent doctor has advised the referee he's going to come off for a head injury assessment, which takes fifteen minutes. So his his game's done. He's out of the game. And with it goes Newcastle's hope. So that was the big blow-up because Pongo said, I'm not concussed and I need to be out here. So you can understand his frustrations. Mm. So that's sparked this whole debate about independent doctors. Have we got the system right, Jimmy? Is this the right no. system? No, what, would you, what, 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 what would you do? We got it wrong. Well, look, if someone's taken off a HIA, they should, there should be a protocol. They should give them a test. If they pass the test, if they Rupert, <laughs> if they pass the test, they should be back on the field within five minutes. Right, not fifteen minutes, five minutes. If they pass the test and they're okay, they should be back on there. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know why it takes so long. I'm not a medical expert. Maybe there's a perfectly right. legitimate explanation, but I would have thought you could sum it up within five minutes. That yep. seems more reasonable. And I think the independent doctor would be best suited at the ground, so he can actually make the determination himself yeah. rather than yeah. in the bunker somewhere. Yeah. I'd rather because, see him yeah. at the ground. 
once they once they recite, you know, uh, uh, God save the Queen, or once they've done some mathematics and they give you nine times nine's eighty-one, you know, they know where they are, what time of day it is, who they're playing, and and you know, obviously you'd have a calibration from what where their their, their marking is um, pre-season, yeah. then you yeah. you'd test them before the game if they come off, and if their calibration is within that safe range, they should be back on the field because it could affect the outcome of the game, as you saw there with Caelan Ponga not being on the field. They were entitled to having back for the end of the game. And just to clarify, this is this is for minor contact incidents. Not we're not talking yeah. about Junior Totola for the Rabbitohs, who was just knocked senseless. Obviously, Correct. he's gone. He's out of the game, and that was the right call. We're talking about the ones. Oh, he might have taken a knock to the head there. We better have a look at him. Uh, so I just think we've got to find some middle ground here. I don't mind the independent doctor at all because I don't mm. trust coaches. I, I don't. No, in, no, in, in the in the heat of battle, when you've got a big game to win, they're going to try and get them back out there if they can. Um, so the independent doctor is the right call. And yeah. the club doctor, he's also going to feel the pressure from the club So and the player. So I'm happy with the independent doctor, but like you say, it's got to be a quicker process and he or she should be at the ground to adjudicate. Uh, but yeah. I, I just think we need, we, yeah, we need to find some middle ground. We can't just drag players off because you know what, Jimmy? I know it's no. all about looking after players – uh, in later years, you don't you don't want them getting knocked around, but it's also about the fans. What about old mate who's paid two hundred bucks to bring his family to the footy, and mm. there goes a star player just dragged off when there's nothing wrong with him? Yeah, yeah, it, it's someone's interpretation. If someone doesn't have the the footy smarts of, or the right interpretation of, it can dramatically impact the outcome of the game at the back end of the game, you know, or, or any game. So you need to get it right, and I think I think. Five minutes is long enough to do a quick assessment and get them. If they're fine, get them back out there. If they're not okay, they don't go back on. Or maybe yeah. they go back on after after fifteen minutes. Yeah. But um, they're entitled. And I thought, what about what about Sticky? What about Sticky? Hey, how he didn't he deflect? Wasn't he deflecting from the performance of the Raiders? Oh, the hey? Raiders weren't that bad. They fought back from eighteen nil down. Went down yeah. nineteen eighteen. I. I don't think it was a deflection. I've seen deflections before. I don't think that was one. Yeah. I just think sometimes when Ricky gets started, he can't stop himself. You only have to look back at that Jamin Salmon incident last year. Um, mm. He just, the yeah. eyes started rolling and he just started ripping in. Let's talk yeah. these new eras now, Jimmy. Okay. Um, Seagulls, we've sort of touched on them. They look fantastic under Seabold. Yep. Uh, all right, while we're talking that game, Bulldogs, what do you make of them? New coach Cameron Serraldo, new signings in Kickout and Marnie. What do you think? Um, they went down 31-6 Yeah, they were just off, off the pace of the game from the start. Now, I'll say they're off the pace. I'd give Manly credit. When Manly played home at Brookvale, they are a different team, um, and they were fantastic. They 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 moved the ball um, around the park, but they've got the, the big big young guys, big strong fellas in the middle that take it up. And they all look to promote the ball and to play footy. Um, and it was it was great to see. I think it's, I think it's a new era, certainly a new era for, for the Dogs, but it's also a new era for Manly. Yeah, under uh, new coach Anthony Seabold. So, um, you know, the fact that the Dogs only scored one try, as I said earlier, that really concerns me. You know, they've got you know, Kikau on the, that left edge. You know, um, got, all, all the stars are there. Well, hang on, Jimmy. What, what did you think of Kikau? What did you think of Kikau? He didn't do much. He, he, he was terrible. He was terrible. Yeah. Burton was – we're talking about the bomb all week, about Burton's huh. bomb. He, he didn't do it. You know, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. car was was very wasn't seen much at all, and they're the big strike players in the team. But Burton didn't even get in position to do a bomb. 
I think I tell you who did a bomb. Kick, kick out did a bomb into the grandstand. Yeah, <laughs> did you see that? Oh man, I expected so much more from Canterbury. I thought that was a really disappointing performance. Kick They're out really confused, but didn't look, just didn't seem to know what his role was. Burton, who you know was there last year, he I thought he was way off the pace. I mean that right. intercept, that intercept he threw for Cherry Evans was just Z grade yeah. stuff. That so, was probably Burton's yeah. worst game I've seen him play yeah. for Canterbury. Mm-hmm. But Marnie, I thought, Reed Marnie, in his first game since switching from the Eels, I thought he was brilliant. Mm. He had a crack. Excellent. Yeah, scored their own yeah, try. He was, he, was their, he was their standout, Reed Marnie. He showed you know, that experience from dummy half, bringing, bringing the defenders onto him, offloading, giving him direction all the time. He was he was great, Marnie. He, he kicking game was fantastic. So he was he was their best player. But, you know, they, they, overall the dogs, um, just yeah. Uh, yeah, six points is just not good enough. Yeah, and 31 against yeah. is just not good enough. What do you think about the Flanagan sin binning? I thought that was – was that a touch on the harsh side? Yeah, just a bit on the harsh side, yeah. yeah. A bit of a turning point there. Let's talk about your Tigers – uh, against the Gold Coast, I tipped Gold Coast. I thought they usually start pretty well, and I thought um, the t- I thought the Tigers might take some time to get going this season. But geez, there were some there were some <laughs> there were some familiar signs there for Tigers fans, wasn't there? Just some real yeah. blunders. Brooks throwing a pass into Naden's head, and just some cold drops from Dane Laurie. And no, it was terrible. It was ter- and so much to play for. It like had over Sunday over there was eighteen thousand, fifteen thousand people there. A new era. And really, you know, the boys were—they were. I expected much better. They were—they were terrible. We'd heard so much about the Tigers, you know, moving the ball around from side to side. Well, you've got to win the battle up front. Before you go side to side, you've got to win the battle up front. Um, otherwise, you know, you're not going to win any battle at all. But and you know, I'd heard so much about Clemmer. Uh, he's becoming a ball player. Well, yeah, he was becoming a ball player. But I don't want him three passes wide of the ruck passing the ball. I want him hit smashing yeah. up the middle. You know, mm. bringing three defenders in so there's some opportunity. You know, I, I, I couldn't believe that. Like Clemmer didn't hurt anyone. He couldn't have, couldn't hurt anyone. So I was disappointed in Clemmer. I was disappointed in the fact that Appy Corusau never got on to the 25th minute. Was there was there a reason for that? Do you know? I can, I can only assume it goes back to what happened at Penrith last year. That that Ivan Cleary was using him in that role. Uh, but I, I mean, I, even then, we had questions about that because remember, he was off the field in the prelim final against Souths, and yeah. Souths led twelve nil before Cleary threw him into the game, and then they won thirty two twelve. So I don't, I don't think he should be on the bench. Coruscant is incredibly durable. Incredibly, yeah. yeah. He doesn't yeah, he, need to be on the bench. He's one of their, one of their leaders. He's well, hang on, he was nominated as captain. He was he got the captaincy, you know. Um, and he's off the bench. I, I, so that was a very difficult yeah, situation strange to understand why he was not there to start the game. You know, um, young Dane Laurie let the ball bounce there from a bomb. He didn't call for it. You know, um, they just, they, yeah, Tim Sheens wants to play footy uh, his way. But, but you know, the walk had a great saying, a great coach, the Warren Ryan, you know, you've got to win that battle up front before you go wide. You just can't go wide, otherwise you're going to go backwards. And teams that can go wide and get away with it were Canberra back in back in the, the 80s and 90s because they had Lazarus up front, they had Bradley Clyde. You know, they had Todd. They had this big fella, Stevie Walters, who could take the yards. You could go wide. But you've got to take the yards when they're there. Well, you, you just – otherwise you're going to get – you go sideways and all of a sudden you're going to be off the park. And they had no go forward with the Tigers. Very disappointed. If they thought they were going to play Benji ball and throw it sideline to the sideline, it was going to work. Well, it wasn't going to work. Benji's Benji. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dewey's not Benji. Benji was a one-off. Benji was a freak. So you just can't play that style of footy and think you're going to be a freak because it ain't going to work. What about uh, Luke Brooks? What do you make of him? 
Yeah, he's very disappointing too. You know, all, all the faith and trust they put in him. You know, he made some bad decisions. Um, you know, he made some bad decisions there at halfback. He, you know, he really needs someone to tell him what to do. Maybe do his a little bit. Uh, he's finding his feet. You know, he's coming back from injury as well. Well, mate, I don't. Do they need to tell him what to do? He's been playing first grade for a decade. Yeah, I think he should know. For a decade. He yeah. should know. He yeah. should be telling no, other people what to do. So I think he. Yeah, it was disappointing outing from him. I think we'll we'll cut them a little bit of slack because they've got a few new faces in there. But, but you know, the, the fact that the Tigers. They had, they had the after sixty five minutes the penalty count was seven one to the Tigers so there's no excuses for the Tigers they had the penalty count seven one in their way um, and then they got carved up at the end by Brinson from just a one on one miss yeah, that was a, that was a shocker what and and obviously um, obviously Dane Laurie doesn't listen to the fan because you called him out last week for not catching bombs and I think right. the first one that came his way he let bounce and the yeah. Titans scored uh, Sam McIntyre yeah. scored was that just after half time. Isaiah Papalihi was there, and he just looked. He looked at Dane Laurie and said, "Mate, why didn't you catch it? What are you doing? You're the fullback." Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you this. I'll tell you this. When you're a fullback, your job is to catch the ball. Now, if you don't catch the ball, you let it bounce. Okay. Well, there's a reason why because no one's called for the ball, and if you don't call for the ball, the winger ain't going to call for the ball. So your job as a fullback, first and foremost, is to catch the ball and let everyone know that you're going to catch the ball by shouting out mine. If he's letting the ball bounce, his confidence is gone after game one. He he's a, he's a shot duck. If that's if he thinks he can survive at fullback by letting the ball bounce, he'll be playing reserve grade next week because there's no way any team can carry a fullback in any era by letting the ball bounce. So one thing that looked great was uh, Leichhardt. Uh, great yeah, crowd yeah. in there. Beautiful sunny Sydney afternoon on a Sunday. It was beautiful stuff. Uh, yeah, George's. Yeah. George's fine. Yeah, eighth meets, wonder of the world, mate. That's what it is. Yeah, it lived up to it. George's fine meets cherry book. Code word of the week, Jimmy. What do you got? I hope you've put a bit of time into this because you get ten percent off your next time. order. And the code word for the week is the walk. The walk. The walk. Warren Ryan, great coach in the eighties. Probably the coach of the eighties. Took took what three teams to grand finals. He took Newtown. He took uh, Canterbury. Took the Tigers to grand final. Won the premiership. At Canterbury. Great coach. Should have got Newcastle yeah, there, I reckon. Uh, Andrew Johns will tell you he reckons the 2000 Newcastle side was yeah. the best side he played in, and that was coached by Warren Ryan, but they got knocked out by the Roosters in the prelim. Okay. Uh, I think Newcastle led 16-2, but then wow. they just fell apart, yeah. So yeah. the walk, yeah. um, that's the that's walk. when he finished up. But yeah. I think the walk, is that going to be confusing down at uh, George's Fine Meats if people turn up saying the walk? It's not, it's they're going to think, they're gonna think, oh, you want a stir-fry, mate? No, it's not a Chinese takeaway. It's it's a butcher shop. It's not a Chinese takeaway. The yeah, they have they have beef stir fry. They've got everything at George's. You know that. So I, I think this is a real problem. <laughs> I think it's going to be Warren Ryan. Warren Ryan, man of iron. Okay, Warren Ryan or, or the Wok. Yeah, okay. Right. They, Either they, they go Wok. Just give um yeah, just give Wayne a heads up there that uh, there could be some confusion at the front counter. <laughs> Transfer windows. We've got to make this happen, don't we? We have to make yeah. this happen. I'm sick to death of players signing 12, 18 months out. We saw it through the week. Tom Flegler, Broncos, the Dolphins, Spencer Lenu yeah. from Panthers to the Roosters, we assume. Herbie Farnsworth going from Broncos to Dolphins. Look, the argument that, oh, the players still put in 100%, that's not the point. We we know they give 100%. That's, not, that's never been called in the question. It's more how disconcerting it is for fans. And, you know, you talk to Peter Volandis, it's all about the fans, and the fans mm. hate it. The fans hate seeing their heroes sign with another club 12 months out. It's very disconcerting for yeah, a fan. Yeah. 
percent. So let's bring yeah. in a transfer window, and yeah. we don't have we we won't have this Mitchell Moses circus, which continues to drag on. Yep, they need to make bring some changes. In, bring in a transfer window from October one through to December thirty first. Give them three months to do all their horse training. It's all then after the season's finished. Yep. How, because we've seen in the past players have moved mid-season. They can do it in yeah. a week. Yeah. So why do we yeah. need 18 months? We don't need 18 months. It's bad for the game. And fans get get fans get disenchanted with the players. They get, oh, no, he's going so and so. You know, they don't the – fans don't need that. 100% right what you say there, Adam. It's It shouldn't happen. And if it's all about the fans, then Peter needs to fix it up. Yeah, you play your best forty once you. I played my best forty once. I knew what I was doing. Keith Barnes would say, "What do you want to do, Jimmy?" So he put a figure together, and we just agree with it. And away we we just go on and and play the rest of the season. There's never any protracted. If you want to stay, you stay. But if you don't want to stay, then you go. Because you were, I think, uh, the Roosters were chasing you uh, mid eighties. How long mm. did you let that go on for between uh, the Balmain and the Roosters? Maybe maybe a, I don't know, two two or three weeks or maybe a month or something. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't that long. Maybe a month. Right, what about the Panthers, Jimmy? Um, are they coming mm-hmm. back down the hill? They've won two comps yeah. in a row. They're going for the three peep. But we saw St Helens mm-hmm. beat them in the preseason in the World Club Challenge, and now the Broncos. And and mm-hmm. full credit to the Broncos, they were sensational. They've come mm-hmm. to Bluebet Stadium and beaten them by the same score, thirteen twelve, at Adam Reynolds field goal. The difference, Herbie Farmworth, two tries, they were sensational. But the Panthers, they are, to me, really missing those two key players, Kikau and Coruscant. They just lack yeah. the like, creativity and also impact. Yeah, they certainly miss both those two players um, around the ruck and out wide because Kikau is a real impact player. You know, Penrith suited him and he suited Penrith. You know, and, and now he's gone to the dogs. He has to try and find his feet there. So, so they, they miss that impact. Because when, when you go to tackle kickouts, it takes three blokes to try and bring him down. And there's got to be an opportunity there. That's the sort of player that, that you know, you can't replace. So um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for, for, for Penrith to do that. Um, but what it does also, Jimmy, is it puts Nathan Cleary under more pressure, doesn't it? Because yeah, suddenly he yeah. hasn't got these other attacking weapons either side of him in, in Coruscant and Kickout. So that for the defence, they can just zero in on Nathan Cleary. It's, it's going to make him mm. make it tougher for him and Luai. Yeah, yeah, that's 100% right as well. Um, and, you know, they uh, on the back of St. the St. Helens defeat, which, which I'm not too worried about that, but this one I am concerned about, you know, and, and the fact that they were, um, you know, 13-12, the Broncos had a poor season last year. They've started well this year, 13-12. Adam Reynolds, was fan- give him credit, he was fantastic. Um, but, you know, Penrith, they just need to uh, to regroup and try and find another star from within. They've got a great nursery out there, but it's probably not going to be as yeah, – they're going for three in a row, and they know they're going for three in a row, and they know no one's done that since Parramatta in 81, 82, 83. So the pressure's, the pressure's on already. They can say it's not, but it is. Pressure's on already for them to, to, to be – yeah to be winning already. and then what, How many games? They don't lose too many games up there. Well, yeah, that's right. The concern, I think, is the fact that they're both at Penrith. I mean, they're virtually unbeatable at Blue Bet Stadium. So they've had two games there. they lost two games. It's quite, mm. quite before, alarming. Didn't they, win 20, didn't they win 22 in a row or something? Yeah. 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 Do, you, do you know who ended the streak? Uh, Tigers? No. no. <laughs> the mighty blue and golds, mate. Let's. Oh, um, so I'll t- tell you, uh, you talk about Kikau, how he helps yeah. out by attracting defenders. We saw that yeah. for the Storm. Similar sort of player. Nelson Asafa-Solomona, just a beast. And that Munster 
tries. He set it up for uh, young Tunamapia. Uh, drifted across field, dummy inside to Nelson, big Nelson, and four Paramount players just thought, holy hell, here comes mm. Nelson. And I'm then sure. Munster, Munster just dummied and, and went left and they scored. That's that's yep. the that's the weapon that Penrith are now missing. They're missing yep. that that big decoy runner. That, yeah, uh, right. and, and, and there's no there's Nelson, the big big blokes in the game, Nelson and and Kikia, they're they're the huge impact runners. It takes it takes three or four to bring them down. And I'm not kidding when I say that. They are just big men and it's it's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, just time for Horsey's hark back now, Jimmy. And I'm gonna stick with Nelson as Solomon Solomon because I think this was missed by the cameras, but after full time, when they beat Parramatta an extra time, uh, the fans must have been giving Nelson stick because, and they certainly did last year, so maybe he's got a long memory. But at full time, he's just doing these ones, just waving, waving at all the fans, and then he just dismissed <laughs> them with a big wave at the end. But it was a really pointed message from Nelson. It got me thinking of um, a great moment back in 2016. Do you remember Mick Ennis playing for the Sharks down at Canberra and they beat the yeah. Raiders in a bit of a boil over in the semi final? Remember he did the, the Viking yeah. clap? Remember yeah, that one? Oh. Yeah, wasn't that yeah, red yeah. rag or bull stuff? Oh, my mate, no one jumped the fence that day. I haven't forgotten that either. Gee, that I was... haven't forgotten that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would then. I just my, my little rant of the weekend. Is, is oh, fend at the end. Are, you got fend at the end for us. Yeah, fend at the end. Don't forget me. Fend at the end. If teams are going to deliberately stand offside on their trial line and come mm. up and shut down play, yep. the referee not just give a penalty. He has to put blokes in the sin bin for five minutes. If it's separate and it's then. They penalise them, that's fine. Yep. Yep. But they don't put them in the bin, so they stay on the field. So really, it's just an extra tackle. It's insignificant. Yep. So if, if teams are going to deliberately come off their trial line to shut down play so they can reset, you're in the bin for five minutes now. Now, keep walking. But that's why, And that's why they do it, Jimmy, because the extra tackle is insignificant. And they're told that. I mean, there were so many instances over the weekend of players just blatantly just running up off the line, yeah. clearly offside, because... Well, because they also know to put, to put a player in the bin for 10 minutes, the referees, they, they're reluctant to do that unless they really, mm. really, really have to. So mm. they know they'll get away with it. But you're right. If it's five minutes, the referees, for them, they'll think, well, that's reasonable. I'm not sending yeah. a player off for a huge chunk. It's just five minutes, but they'll get the message. So I'm with you. I, I would love to see five minutes come in for that because it's just blatantly cheating. Deliberately offside, sin bin five minutes. Bring it back. I got five minutes in the sin bin back in 83. They should bring it back. Yeah. Hasn't been hasn't been back since uh, Wally got five minutes and uh, you guys got belted with forex cans at Lang Park. I think that was a, <laughs> that's when it was. full forex cans. Oh, yeah, that, that take me back. I'd offend at the end too, Jimmy. I had um, I, I don't want the season kicking off on a Thursday night anymore. Thursday nights are just not a, a great night for footy. I, I don't mind Thursday nights, but for a season kickoff, it's really hard yeah. to sell out a stadium, which we saw at Combank. It only had 17,000 there for a season opener, which I don't think's good enough, but it's really hard to get people to go on a school night for an 8 o'clock kickoff. Yes. It just loses a lot of hype. I, I would just save it for Friday, for one Friday. game on the Friday, and just kick it off bells and whistles. Yes. With, with the, you build up all week. There's no school the next day, and just let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, yes, but then, but then, obviously, there's another factor: the television factor comes into it. You know, the four nights of footy. That, that's why it's yeah. worth billions of dollars. Oh, I know right? why they do it, but I just yeah. say, I just, that's I just think for one, yeah. maybe one week, for one week, and I think yeah. maybe just one, just, just, just the one week, just the season opener. Anyway, that's just my, yeah, that's my yeah. rant. Yeah, yeah. That wraps us up, Jimmy. Yeah, that's very good. So, okay, solid effort, great. mate. 
It's been great talking to you again. It's an exciting time of year, mate. So I think we've dissected, chewed, spat out uh, rugby league, and it's uh, it's in a good good spot at the moment. So uh, look forward to round two. All right, look Thursday. forward to seeing your Tigers bounce back. I think they've got the Knights this week and the Eels bouncing back against the Sharks. Let's hope it happens. Uh, thanks for listening at home. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies to get on board right. the Fen train for 2023. Thanks, Jimmy. The Fen train. Bye. Thank you.